I want to read the scripture on which my sermon from last week was based, okay? Just to give us um, an idea, because I want, to, I want to carry on from that. I want to go to another place. I want to set some guards for us. We are so pleased and excited that God moves among us. That he does miraculous things, right? I mean, it thrills me. I mean, today I could hardly keep the tears back. You know, just seeing about how amazing he is, you know? And it's all about him, and he does remember us, and his grace is enough. And, you know, it's, wow, the name above all names. Nothing can stop Jesus. No, no, no equal. Wow, I like being on his team. <laughs> it's a sure win. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, Patriots thought it was a sure win. But... Uh-oh, uh-oh. But it's easy for us, I don't know about you, but it's easy for us to kind of get a little prideful in our identity. Billy Graham could have gotten into a prideful place if he were to look at Facebook. <laughs> If we were to look at the newspaper back in the day, say in their Facebook, anyway, just saying. But he could have. <laughs> Any of us, if we sense success in our call or in our ministry or in our, in our gift that's for the body, not for us, remember? Then we're headed down the wrong path. We need to remember where we boast. What did Paul say? Didn't boast in himself. But he had reason to boast in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. <clears throat> and that is our place of boasting. Our job is to humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God. And as we humble ourselves, he lifts us up. We don't lift ourselves up and try to impress God and be accepted by him. Right? Instead, we surrender wholly to Him, accepting the sacrifice that was made on our behalf, in our stead, so that He may raise us up, set us in His lap, and we can look up at Him and go, Abba, Father, Daddy, you know, and sense the love. It's, it's, it's amazing. So, <clears throat> I'm going to slide over into the madman or the demoniac. Some of you weren't here. And for those who were, it'd just be a refresher. And then I want to go into what is our response to this kind of power, to this kind of authority. Mark 5, 1 through 16 in the message. They arrived, Jesus and the disciples, on the other side of the sea in the country of the Gerasenes. As Jesus got out of the boat, a madman... As, and most translations call it the um, demoniac. The madman from the cemetery. Now, I want, I, I told, last week I, I said this. I want you to actually visualize this. I don't want you to just hear my words. And you can even close your eyes because I'm going to read it to you. And just imagine this happening. Imagine a person who is in this predicament. Imagine yourself approaching this situation. Identify 
with these things, and I'm probably not going to read it like it, although Stuart thought it was pretty funny. <coughs> Jesus got out of the boat. A madman from the cemetery came up to him. He lived there among the tombs and graves. No one could restrain him. He couldn't be chained, couldn't be tied down. He had been tied up many times with chains and ropes, but he broke the chains, snapped the ropes. No one was strong enough to tame him. Wow. I mean, you could just imagine this. Night and day, he roamed through the graves and the hills. Is that like the zombie movies? I don't know. I, I haven't seen that. Yeah. But anyway, he roamed through the graves and the hills, screaming out and slashing himself with sharp stones. You know, cutting's nothing new. Yeah. I want us to start thinking like that. I want us to start connecting these stories with what we deal with today. Because things have not changed in the heart of men and women. Right? There's still the same sickness. There's still the same downfalls. There's still the same evil motivations. And there's the same Lord who will take them away. Amen? <laughs> so, when, verse 6, when he, Jesus, along, when he saw Jesus, the demoniac, saw Jesus a long way off, he ran and bowed in worship before him. Now that's interesting. Then bellowed in protest. Should I? What? Business do you have, Jesus, son of the high God, messing with me? I swear to God, don't give me a hard time. And Jesus had just... <laughs> Jesus... Jesus... Now, you're not supposed to laugh at that. Jesus had just... No, you do whatever you want. Just commanded the tormenting evil spirit. Listen to this. Jesus had just commanded the tormenting evil spirit out. Get out of the man. And Jesus asked him, tell me your name. And he replied, my name is mob or legion. I'm a rioting mob. Now, do you think that that was the demoniac or the madman speaking? Or do you think it was the evil spirits and they're addressing Jesus isn't that interesting I don't want it to be frightening to anyone but I want, I want us to know that the Lord has made provision for us to be free and I mentioned last week you know there are there are cultural issues there are chemical issues there are physiological issues there are personality issues and they all need to be addressed but there are spiritual issues that many times we ignore a few people get so into the spiritual aspect that they ignore the reality of other issues that may be present there may need to be healing there may need to be physical healing there need to, may need to be medicine you know who do you think gave the doctors and the researchers, the scientific researchers, the knowledge? <laughs> we really don't have a lot, except what God gives us. 
But he also gave us the brain to cipher all this stuff. That's a good word, isn't it? Cipher? I really like that word. So, then he desperately begged Jesus not to banish them from the country. A large herd of pigs was browsing and rooting on a nearby hill. These were all kosher pigs. The, the demons begged him, send us to the pigs so we can live in them. Jesus gave the order, but there's so much here. But it was even worse for the pigs than for the man. Crazed, they stampeded over a cliff into the sea and drowned. Now those tending the pigs, scared to death, bolted and told their story in town and country. Everyone wanted to see what happened. And also, I've got to tell you that the owner of these pigs was not very happy. Because he saw his wallet dance over the cliff. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes the things that Jesus does, don't make, it doesn't make everyone happy. But the people he touches. Oh, uh, oh, uh, oh. Uh. <laughs> Those sitting in the pigs watched. They came up to Jesus and saw the madman sitting there, wearing decent clothes and making sense. No longer a walking madhouse of a man. Wow. Wow. Those who, and I, you know what? I forgot to put it on here again. Marcia, could you, could you pull that up? Thank you. Those who had seen it told the others what had happened to the demon-possessed man and the pigs. Y'all, that's, that's just, that's, that's what witnessing is. It's just telling what happened. We know how to embellish it. You know, there's, I, used, I knew a missionary one time, and it's like, I had been at the same meeting that he was talking about, and it was like, what? What? You don't have to embellish it for God. You just tell the story. The Holy Spirit can make the connection, right? So we, we don't need to do that. Anyway, so tell the others what had happened to the demon-possessed man and the pigs. Next verse. At first, they were in awe. And then they were upset, upset over the drowned pigs. They demanded that Jesus leave and not come back. Those was the guys that watched their wallet jump over the cliff. Next. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the demon-delivered man begged to go along. Now, wouldn't you want to do... I mean, it's like, man, I want, I want this all the time. I, I want to sense this. I want to feel this. I want this in my heart, you know. I want every day to be like this. How many times did the uh, Israelites cross the Red Sea? Once. Every day is not going to be a crossing the Red Sea day. But he had other plans for this guy. I don't blame him. I mean, I would want to say, hey, yeah, let's, hey, let's, you know, it's been a week. Let's go back across the Red Sea, man. That was really cool. You know, but sometimes we do that with some of our spiritual uh, experiences. As usual, getting into, okay. Nah. But. He wouldn't let him. Oh my goodness, Jesus wouldn't let him? Whoa, man, if I had somebody say, man, I'm going to go to Africa and be a missionary. I'd say, yeah, go. You know? But he says, let... He said to him, go home to your own people. Tell them. Witness to them. Tell the story. Tell your story. Tell them your story. I love that. What the Master did. 
how he had mercy on you. Isn't that awesome? That is a great, great provision that God has made for us. And it didn't stop when Jesus left the earth. He sent the Holy Spirit and he said that we would do the same stuff, right? Okay. So what I want to talk about is how do we respond when these kinds of things happen to us personally? Say we are prompted to pray for someone and we're going to have opportunity at the end of, of my preaching to, to have ministry. Uh, whatever type of ministry in these four corners of thing, you may take communion. Um, if you're a believer, you may take communion. And there will be people who will pray with you. If you feel like you're dealing with any of these things, please be prayed for. If you feel like you need healing, be prayed for. It's a provision that God has given to us through His Son, Jesus Christ, right? So we want to make opportunity for that kind of response. I called it Sure Foundation. Uh, it could have been, you know, the central theme, uh, the bedrock, the bottom line. I started to name it bottom line. But in Matthew, watch this, Matthew seven sixteen through 27, New American Standard. You will know them by their fruits. Grapes are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor figs from thistles, are they? Now remember, when we're born again, the old man dies. The new man, who has the DNA of God himself, is born. Right? Lives in this body. Responds to the soul and, and enriches our soul. Brings it to a place of life rather than death. So, every good tree if you're born again, bears good fruit. But the bad tree bears bad fruit. Now, when you hear the word fruit, you may think a lot of different things. You may think performances. You may think how many people you've gotten saved. You may think of how many people that have been delivered under your ministry. You may think of a lot of different things that are fruit. But we're going to look at that. Because it's not always things. It's not always product that is visible. Well, it is visible. That's a hard way to explain this. But most of the time, it's about character. Are you with me? It's about character. It's about where you put your trust. It's about what's your identity. Is it in the performance? Is it in the results of your ministry? Or is it in the fact that you are His? That's why I call it foundation. Now listen to this. With that in mind, every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So then, you will know them by their fruits. Not everyone who says to me, now watch this, I'm going to throw a little something in, but I'm not going to get into a deep theological discussion over this. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. Now, Joe D., what is the will of the Father? Did he leave? Joey, 
What's the will of the Father? The other one that you say. The other one that you say. <laughs> that we believe on His Son. Amen? Is that, am, I, am I quoting you correctly? Yeah, and which is in the Bible as well. <laughs> I'm sorry, John. I was trying to honor you, brother. Um, <clears throat> oh, well. Uh, not everyone who says, oh, we're living in reserve. Verse 22. Many will say to me, watch this, on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Now, if that were fruit, it would be okay, right? It would have been the shoe in. Did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name, cast out demons. Ooh, that should be a qualifying fruit. And in your name, perform many miracles. Man, that should be a... That should be like, wow, I know him by that fruit. That is some awesome fruit. I'm here... I'm, I'm proposing that that's not the fruit he's talking about. Watch this. And then, verse 23, I, Jesus, will declare to them, I never, I never. It's critical. That word is critical here. I never knew you. People will take that passage and say, you were born again, but then you messed up and so now you don't enter the kingdom. That's not what it said. It said, I never knew you. And you were doing the stuff that looks good, you know, and makes you look good. But that's not what we're talking about here. If we can get this, it is a huge Source of freedom and just peace, you know, and just like, ah, just relax in the Lord, you know, and, and let His fruit be. Watch it, we're going to get there. I'm, I'm really excited about this one. There, uh, I, what the God, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice. Lawlessness. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We were prophesying. We were casting out devils. We were doing miracles. And you're calling us people of lawlessness? Yes. Because that's not the issue. The issue is who we are in Jesus. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them, if you get it, if you understand what I'm saying to you, and you act on them, you believe this may be compared to a wise man who built his house On the rock. On the firm foundation. Amen? And the rain fell. And the floods came. And guess what? Floods come. Rain falls. It happens. The rain fell. The floods came. And the winds blew. And slammed against that house. Y'all might experience some slamming after you're born again. Because we have an enemy. Right? Who... He just roars, he roams around, he's just looking for somebody to take out. So, but here's the promise. Here's, here's the, 
the, the bedrock, solid foundation, the, the, the bottom line. And yet it did not fall, for it had been founded on the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell as it will, and the floods came as they will, and the winds blew. Guaranteed and slammed against that house and it fell and great was its fall. I want you to hold on to the word fall. I want you to hold on to that one. So you see what, when you look at it that way, do you, are you kind of getting a feel for what's being said here? That it's not about performance, it's about identity, it's about character, it's about motivation. What, what drives you? What drives you to be a better performer or to be more Christ-like? Performance is easy. God has done that. He does that. He's got that. He just needs some willing, honest, humble vessels through whom to work, right? Where vessels of whom or of which? Anyway. I love you, Gabby. It's great to see your husband with you today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I should probably have somebody edit these tapes. <clears throat> if anybody wants to hear this again, which, I don't know, you know, you can go to our website and, and you can hear messages from Seth and Pete and Phil and Tommy and whomever. Anyway, <coughs> a little ad. <laughs> it's funny. In Luke 10, 17 through 20, now this is in the Amplified, <clears throat> which is a fun, fun thing to read. Um, it takes the, the original words and expands them in, in, so that we can kind of get the, the nuances and the feeling and the, the connotation of those words. <clears throat> so it's a little wordy sometimes, but I, I think it's very helpful. If you don't know Hebrew and Greek, how many know Hebrew and Greek? This Bible would be good for you. Okay. The 70, now he had sent 70 out, right? Jesus had sent 70. You know, there, were, there, were the, there was the one, the beloved, John the beloved. There were the three, uh, right? Peter, James, and John. There were the 12, all the disciples, and one defected. And then there were the 70, right? And now there's all of us. <laughs> it's like, wow, how do you keep up with all of that? Because he's God, right? The seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Ching. You know. Bad to the bone. You know. I mean, you can just imagine. It's like, whoa. And, and, and you know, I would be excited. I would, I would be excited, you know. Um, and he said to them, Jesus said to them, I saw Satan falling, hear the fall, falling like lightning flash, like a lightning flash from heaven. Behold, I have given you authority. Can you say he has given me authority? And power. Can you say that? Yeah. Who gave it to you? Oh, yeah. To trample upon serpents and scorpions. And physical and mental strength and ability. I like that. 
I love that one. Over all the power that the enemy possesses. How much is the power that the enemy All the power that the enemy possesses. And nothing shall in any way harm you. Nothing shall in any way harm you. Why? Because you did mighty exploits in his name? No, because you're founded on the rock. That's it. And our dependence is, is him. And then when everything comes against you, the house will stand. Man, that's exciting to me. I don't have to. And he's going to build a house. I mean, he, this is amazing. Yeah, if we build it, we use the wrong stuff, you know. And then, yeah. And sometimes, you know, at least when the, when, when, when the testing comes, the house may fall down, but the foundation is still there. <laughs> you know what I mean? We may have a little tiny shack on the foundation, but hey, man, it's okay. Foundation's still there. Okay, that was an aside. Coming back, nothing in any way shall harm you. Nevertheless, this is so, this is probably the main point, if there's such a thing. Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this. Jesus himself said, this is awesome. This is great. You guys did a great job. It's wonderful. I'm glad you're happy and everything like this. But do not rejoice at this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are enrolled in heaven. Amen. That your life is on the rock. Is that not the same thing he was saying? It is. You know, he's pretty consistent, actually. Um, it's another version that says your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. It's a good place to have your name written. Now, if this is the kind of fruit that he's talking about, if the kind of fruit is not the exploits, but it has something to do with character, I'm going to read a very familiar passage to most of you out of Galatians 5. And it's simply this. And, and here Paul has talked about grace, you know, and all this. And, and, and that's the, the verses before and after are amazing and wonderful. But I'm not going to teach the whole Bible today. Everyone say amen. Yeah. But the fruit of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, the one who Jesus left, the one who was left here by the rock. The fruit of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to say Holy Spirit, is love. Casting out myriad demons. Oh, no. That's not what it says. Joy. Joy. Peace. <laughs> Peace, you'll know them by their fruit. Patience. Oh. I know, God, I'm not very patient, but man, did you see me heal that guy the other day? You're not impressed? <laughs> but can we do that? In the name of Jesus, what a wonderful name it is. 
What a powerful name it is. Hello, Pat Quinn. Or Pat, whatever. Yes. Let's go on. Kindness. Goodness. Unless you have these things, when you see somebody in trouble, you're not going to respond the way Jesus wants you to respond. If I look at a person who is hurting and I say, oh, here's my chance to use my gift. Here's my chance to show how powerful God is in me. This is my chance to be known on Facebook. It's about motivation. Instead, is it that thing that comes, that fruit that comes from the presence of the Holy Spirit in lives, in our lives, that says there is love there. And I love that person. I want to see that person whole. And hopefully, we continue to grow to the place where we want to see others whole in every aspect of their lives, just as intensely as Jesus did, just when He obeyed the Father and came to the cross. Just as intensely as God the Father loved the whole world that He gave His only begotten Son. Not because He was showing off. He doesn't need to show off. But because He loved. That's what He's looking for in each one of us. He's looking for this fruit that identifies us. And all the other things He wants in His church. He purchased deliverance for His church. Amen? He actually purchased... I mean, a lot of times deliverance can happen... Well, that's that's theological discussion. Anyway... um, he purchased healing. He purchased salvation, which is more than just being born again. He purchased us to be his family, right? And it's all motivated by his intense love for us. Okay, that's the way. As the Father sent me, so send I you. So it's in this character. Are, are you with me? And then all these things, man, you can walk on serpents, you can walk on scorpions. It's like, you know, don't let like, hey man, bring in the snakes. You know what I mean? It's not about that. It's about if you happen to be starting a fire on, on an island somewhere and there's a snake comes out and bites you, that you'll live. Are you with me? You know, a lot of you know that story, some of you don't, but it, it's a really cool story. Uh, Paul later in his life. Anyway, um, gentleness, gentleness. Here's a good one. Self-control. Against such thing, there is no law or restriction or cap on it. And it, it, it goes with the prior verses. Isn't that amazing? So the fruit that he's talking about is character, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And they're present because the Holy Spirit is present in us. Amen? And it grows us. And those things show. And then the motivation is correct when we do the powerful and mighty exploits for the God of the universe. Or actually, He does them through us. <laughs> right? It's not like, oh, we're going to do this for you, God. I know you, you couldn't have made it without me. 
right. Oh, now those who, watch this, this is powerful. Those who belong to Jesus Christ, to Christ Jesus, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires, which is what motivates pride and all those kinds of things. And I'm, I want to preach on that sometime. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. It's the way we walk. It is evident. And not always. I mean, if you watched my life through a microscope, you know, or a telescope, or a magnifying glass, or whatever, you know, you're not going to see me this way all the time. But I really... Hope and pray and believe that most of the time this stuff is going to sneak out. You know, it's going to show up because Jesus is there. When I yield and when I'm humble, it will show up. It's a guarantee, Danny. It's a guarantee. Let us not become boastful. Ooh. Everybody okay? Start to wind down in it. Okay, I'll wind it up. No, I mean, not wind it up. (laughs) Let us not become boastful. That was the issue. That was the problem. Let us not become boastful, challenging one another, envying one another. See, that's that's the fruit of the flesh. That's, that's, That's all that, you know, comparing and, oh, you know, and Billy Graham didn't do that. He didn't feel like he had to be a magnificent theologian. He didn't have to, you know what I mean? He didn't, yeah, it's just, that's amazing. John fourteen twelve. Truly, truly, I say to you, Jesus, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to the Father. Worship team, would you come up? And reiterate two of the verses that I think are key in Matthew seven twenty. So then... You will know them by their fruits. And in Luke 10, verse 20, Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are enrolled in heaven, that your names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. Father, we're so grateful For your provision for us. Every, every provision has been made. And we're grateful. We thank you for sending Jesus to purchase us, to be yours, to be your family. And then sending the Holy Spirit to empower and to produce a fruit that looks like you. We thank you. And I pray for each person in this room that they would walk in that way. They would build their house on the firm foundation of Jesus, the rock. And when the storms come and the winds blow, they will stand. Stand and much fruit will be born by their life. Lord, we thank you for communion. We thank you for what it stands for. We thank you for what we remember. That you are the bread given for us, that you are the new covenant 
It's your blood. And so as we take this communion, I pray that we will indeed remember who we are in you and what you've done to make that possible. Lord, I pray for those who will minister to others. And Lord, I would pray for those who will receive your ministry through your vessels. I pray, pray that it will be anointed. I pray that it will be powerful, just like we've talked about today. And that it, it, would, it would produce peace and joy. And that the story would be told. In Jesus' name, amen.